0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سابقوا الى مغفرة من ربكم وجنة عرضها السماوات والارض عدة للمتقين Sadaqallahu Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters, in several ayat of the Quran Sharif and in many ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu we have been spurred on to make an effort and not just to make an effort but to try and excel in our efforts and to try to be at the forefront of making an effort we are all in this journey of life and our primary effort should be focused towards the everlasting life this is what this whole dunya is for to make our life of akhirat which is the eternal life. Unfortunately, we forget about this. Every person who has Iman firmly believes, and even a person without Iman believes that death is coming. But a person with Iman firmly believes that death is coming sooner or later, and that thereafter there is the everlasting life. This temporary life will come to an end with death, But with it will commence The life of the year after The life of the year after Has Different phases The one phase Is the life of the Qabr Where the person will be laid to rest in his grave But What goes on In that grave will depend on What kind of life a person lived in dunya The person who was a Highest person, a good person then in the Qabr already the na'mats and bounties of Jannah are enjoyed and the person is treated in a very very excellent manner given all the comforts and luxuries of Jannah in terms of the bedding of Jannat, the window of Jannah is open for him the cool breeze of Jannah comes to him etc. And Allah forbid the person lived a life of neglect A life of sin and vice Then The punishment starts off in the grave already And then what is to come thereafter is even more severe Allah Ta'ala protect us, Allah Ta'ala save us all Allah Ta'ala enable us to reach Jannah Directly without any difficulty Without going through any punishment. So as long as it may seem that we have a long life here, though it might seem that we have a long life here in dunya, and it might seem like a long time that we still are going to be around, but how often people who had long, long hopes, long plans, but those long plans got cut short suddenly. People who were in the prime of their life, as they call it, people who were in their young ages, people who were full of energy and zest, people who had many hopes, many aspirations, many lengthy plans, but suddenly Malakul Moth came and they were taken away. Whatever might have been the apparent reason, but the life of a person was already fixed. The day, the date the place, the moment was already fixed when this person is going to leave dunya. So, according to that decree, the person's life then left and he moved out of this worldly life into the everlasting life of akhirat. The first phase of which is the life of the qabr. And then will be the life of the day of qiyamah. And then Allah Ta'ala grant us that, that we go straight to Jannat and the everlasting life of Jannat inshallah, which every Mu'min will sooner or later get to Jannat and have that everlasting life of enjoyment and bliss. But Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us, that if a person did not live his life in accordance to Allah Ta'ala's commands, did not live his life in obedience to Allah Ta'ala, lived a life of following and chasing desires. Haram desires, impermissible desires Then it could lead to a person being punished in the Qabr To a person being punished on the day of Qiyamah A person then going and getting punished in Jahannam Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us from all of this But if a person left this dunya with Iman Eventually he will inshallah end up With the promise of Allah Ta'ala Is that he will end up in Jannat But nobody wants to go through all this difficulty which is unimaginable beyond comprehension. So we want to get to Jannah directly it is this little time that we have been given in dunya to make this eternal life of the hereafter. So how do we get there safely? It requires Mujahada. It requires some striving against the lowly desires of the nafs the two abodes that are there in akhirat one is Jannat, the other is jhannam regarding jannad Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said hujibatil jannatu bil makarih and regarding Jahannam Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said hujibatil naru bil shahawad so these are the two abodes. One is Jannat, one is Jahannam. As far as Jahannam is concerned, so Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, naru That Jahannam has been ringed, has been curtained off with Shahwat, the haram desires, the nafs. What the nafs desires against the commands of Allah Ta'ala The whispers of shaitan where it takes a person Those haram So this is an example of how it is That jahannam is so to say ringed It is fenced with these desires Now what is this meaning that this is fenced with these desires Think about it like a door So now the door are these desires now the door is closed but the door is the desire and if the person gives in to those haram desires he indulges in those haram desires then he is opening that door now Jahannam is closed by these doors which are the haram desires these are the doors but the person who indulges in those haram things he is now opening out that door so when he opens out the door of desires so that door opens out into Jahannam. So now it was a barrier, but he indulged in it. He opened it out, and he opened it out. He is at risk of falling into Jahannam now. So Jahannam is ringed with all these desires. These are the doors of entry into Jahannam. Allah Taala protect us and save us. So now somebody says that, but you know, I get this very strong feeling to commit some haram. I want to look at haram. So that looking at haram is a door of Jahannam. By looking at haram, the person is opening out that door to fall into Jahannam. Allah protect us. Talking evil, making ghibat is a door to Jahannam. This is a shahwat. Now that is a door. It leads a person towards Jahannam. It opens out into Jahannam. Immodesty, shamelessness, Is the door to Jahannam Now the whole world is going down This path of shamelessness And at every corner And every place And nook and corner Something or the other is inciting Towards shamelessness Every advert Every magazine Every newspaper Every whatever is going Through the phones Through the social media Through whatever else And that is why we have to be so alert and so cautious and careful. This is a repeated discussion. We have mentioned this many many times. And the more that it is mentioned, it is still not enough. We are going to have to keep reminding ourselves. This has become among the things which we have to remind ourselves maybe daily. Of how major this problem is. And how severe the harms are. And what disaster this can be. reek in a person's life and it has reeked in so many people's lives that now because of this falling into that desire and the desire is being incited at every corner and people are being tempted towards haram people are being drawn towards evil person now wants to stay far away from some things somebody else is now forwarding it to him somebody else is inviting towards it somebody else is forcing no you come join Somebody else is pressurizing So now people say that But now I didn't want to go there I didn't want to do this I didn't want to look at that But now that friend of mine And that cousin of mine And this person and that person They forced me into it And somebody repeatedly invited me And I didn't take the first call And I didn't take the second call But then finally I just succumbed to it And all these things Are the repeated Uh... Excuses that we make for ourselves we all have to look deep down into our hearts that does this really apply can this really be presented on the day of Qiyamah to Allah Ta'ala, that I didn't want to do this but my cousin, my friend, my classmate some other person whoever, they forced me into it they were repeatedly phoning me and somebody was saying something and somebody was doing something I finally succumbed to it Everybody else was dressing in this evil way, in this immodest way, in this filthy manner and then now I was feeling left out and then I felt now I had to do it also, I had to, had to dress in that way. So I also dressed in that way. Well this work on the day of Qiyamat we just discussed how short this life of dunya is how many people in their youth in their barely their teens, some had been in their teens, some a little bit beyond their teens in their early twenties Suddenly people have just left dunya and it happens all the time. We have no idea when our moment will come but that moment is certainly coming. Sooner or later it will come to every one of us. And when that moment comes then it is too late. Now is the chance for us to reflect. So now we have all these excuses for ourselves but is it going to work for us on the day of Qiyamat? Never. These excuses won't work for us. It will never ever come as a help to us These excuses are not going to be of any benefit to anyone So therefore we need to start reflecting That where are we headed to We want to get to Jannah safely The bounties and the na'mats of Jannah, Which we cannot imagine How are we going to get there safely We are going to have to comply with what Allah wants from us And we are going to have to make that mujahada. This is where we started off from. The day a mujahada. Now the first thing that was discussed was that jahannam, this is what it's ringed with. It is fenced off with these doors of shahwat, of these haram desires. Now every time a person is indulging or is being dragged towards or is being forced towards, somebody is enticing towards, somebody is inviting, somebody is forcing, somebody is insisting. We must bring to mind at that time and we must sit down and think about this daily. Give some time to meditate over this. That these are all the doors of Jahannam. That ghibad, that looking at haram, that dressing immodestly and shamelessly, the indulging in the haram on the phone, the social media evils and getting caught up in haram relationships, haram communication that people get involved in. Whatever all these issues are To surround and reflect upon it That these are all the doors to Jahannam And I have Already opened so many doors I have opened out one door Two doors, three doors And Allah knows best How big those doors are And these are not doors that a person opens out Then he can stand far away And just think well okay No these doors then have a Kind of magnetic effect That the person who opened it out This door will drag him in, unless the person has made sincere Tawbah, person has made istighfar, repented, otherwise now that link has been created with this door. So, on the one hand is this doors of Jahannam, and this is what all the haram desires are. Now this is the issue of insan, that his nafs is all the time desiring this evil. This is the nature of the nafs. That the nafs, its nature is to desire evil. That's its nature from its inception. (inaudible) Now the person who makes that mujahada against the nafs, the person who strives against his nafs, gradually that nafs starts getting brought under control. But otherwise, it's like a wild horse but that wild horse doesn't have any sense in it it's got no idea and no sense of the benefit of the master that wild horse it actually tries to harm the person one person who used to train some horses so when the horse now has to be broken in, now you need to get it trained to ride so this person had bought one horse which was untrained so now he had to train it. So he was explaining that this horse, now this particular horse, he was referring to. So now he somehow first, you know, this is a long process, take it out on a just gallop where you somebody is riding another horse, but this is just made to run along. And then gradually, one thing after another, eventually now the person tries to ride it itself. So now he has to mount it and then ride it. Now it's a very delicate process So in any case he started finally managing to get onto the horse So now he's explaining that now he's riding it Now it's just going through the processes So the horse starts galloping at full speed and it's running very close and trying to knock this person against the fence Now can you imagine the rider is on the horse The horse is galloping at a fast pace and is deliberately going very close to that fence that is on the boundary, and it's trying to knock this person on that fence. Can you imagine a horse at that speed and trying to now? There's a pole there, there's wire there, there's probably some barbed wire, and now the horse is trying to save itself, but it's trying to push the rider onto that. Can you imagine what if the person is not very experienced and doesn't know how to handle such a horse? and when to jump out of it, and how to jump out in that condition, whatever else, he could end up getting killed. That horse will go and knock him against that pole at that speed, he'll probably crack his head, it'll break him, it'll drop him, it'll end up smashing him to pieces. Now that is because it's a wild horse, it's not trained. Now that wild horse doesn't have any consideration for the care of that master. That wild horse doesn't bother whether that master gets hurt, that master gets killed. That wild horse only wants that it must do what it wants to do. It wants to go and smash into this fence, it must smash into it. So That is the situation of a wild horse. This nafs also, when it hasn't yet been controlled, hasn't been trained, hasn't been brought under the control of the person, then this is like a wild horse. It just desires anything that it desires, it must have. It desires to look at some haram. Doesn't matter where this will take me, it will now contaminate my heart. And then the contaminated heart will contaminate my mind, and from head to toe, I'll get contaminated. Then this is going to become overwhelming over me over time. One day, two days, five days getting involved in that same haram. Then that haram is going to start controlling me. Now all this, that person, that time that nafs is not allowing the person to think anything. That nafs is just one thing that haram. Now the person indulged in it one time, two times, ten times, twenty times. Now that starts controlling him. Now he doesn't want to do it. Say, but I can't. It's just now. This thing has got hold over me. But now that nafs was that wild horse and the person didn't restrain it. Just gave in to anything it desired. Dressed like this, dressed like it. Doesn't matter how shameless it is, doesn't matter how immodest it might be, doesn't matter this is now following the ways of the West, it's following the ways of the enemies of Rasulullah. ﷺ. It doesn't have anything to do with the Sunnah of Nabi, ﷺ, doesn't have anything to do with the Haya of Islam. No, go to do it. Get in this group and that group, and doesn't matter what evil is being now pushed out on that group. What is going on? How far from deen things are in that? Doesn't matter. All those things, it doesn't, it's, it's just one thing after the other. The person must just go into it. So all this now that one day, two days, ten days, that started controlling the person. And then when sin and evil and haram starts controlling the person, we all know where it finishes off. Drugs take control over a person It starts off from something comparatively small Sometimes people get caught up into smoking cigarettes Now from smoking cigarettes then now Others are smoking other things, they are smoking weed And they are smoking it like cigarettes too Or like nothing Like how people smoke cigarettes which is a bad thing, it's a terrible thing It's very harmful spiritually, physically <coughs> But then, people now who also think that no, no, but cigarettes maybe is not so terrible but anything beyond that smoking, any kind of drug smoking, what they call weed, the word weed already should tell us what it's all about. Nobody plants weeds. Weeds, they kill the whole lawn out. So that lawn, the good grass that's now something that's It gives a good feeling also, the person sees a beautiful lawn, he can sit comfortably on it, and it gives comfort, it gives joy, it gives pleasure. But then the weed comes, it kills it out. The weed, weed looks terrible. And you can't even get any comfort and joy out of it. That weed gets into a garden, it'll kill the flowers off, it'll kill the vegetation out, it'll kill the fruit that is growing on a tree out, It will kill the vegetables, all the good nourishing things, it will kill it out. And what are you going to get out of the weed? Nothing. Now they call this weed. So This is what this weed does. It kills the good in the person's life. kills the person's happiness. It kills the person's relationship with his family. Because everybody starts now hating the person. Because now, what a life this person is getting, that misery. Everybody is becoming miserable. Then the person... It kills off his finances because all his money gets wasted in this. Then he becomes a penniless person. Then now he's stealing from somewhere. He's borrowing from here and not going to pay. And he's stealing from somewhere else. One thing leads to another. Now that weed, weeds just kill. So now I say, but now this is everybody is getting involved in this and like socially they're smoking and so it should be fine. Social smoking. But it's weed, it's, now this is the lowest of it all. That this now causes so much of havoc. This is the lowest level of it, it causes so much of havoc. So much of misery. So much of destruction. So much of turmoil in a person's life. Puts everything upside down. Now what we were talking about is, now that takes over the person. Now every person who gets taken over, they say that they are not taken over. They are in a state of denial. Illa mashallah, they are in a state of denial. There is an incident which we mentioned previously also. One president went to, of, the, of his country, he went to visit, now for whatever reasons, now political reasons, something to make a drama about something, whatever. So he went to visit the asylum also. But now to show now his uh, care for the people, so he went to visit the asylum. Now when he went to visit the asylum, so now there were two mad people sitting next to each other, and this now president and his whole group now they are passing around, now visiting and looking and touring. So now this one insane person is telling to the other now loudly telling him, there's another one. Another one came also, meaning now another insane person came also to join up in the asylum, He's talking about the president now who is walking around. So now this one person is saying to the other that now. Another one mad fellow came. So now this president heard, overheard it. So he got very annoyed by this. That they are calling me mad. So he shouted out to them. You know who I am? I am the president of the country. So they replied and said. Well when we came also. We were also saying the same thing. Don't worry after a few days here. You also will get treated. And you will also come right. You will also stop saying all these things. Now he was really the president. They were not but they felt that they are okay now. They were in denial. They thought, "No, this one is also like us. We are okay. We came right now. He came mad now. So the bad person looks at others as mad and looks at himself as fine. So likewise this person caught up in sin, caught up in evil. Others are now telling him something. Others are saying, don't do this. This is harmful. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to destroy your life. He looks at all of them like they're mad. Something wrong with them. Why are they jumping down my throat all the time? What's their problem? And he thinks he's fine. Nothing wrong with him. He has no problem. There's no reason for people to jump down his throat. So what we were discussing is that when the sin takes over a person's life, now it started off first by giving in to the haram desire, by opening the door of Jahannam. So now initially the person thinks that well this is my life, I need to enjoy it. Why should I bother about what others are saying? I want to look at all this on the phone, I want to get into this site and that site, why should I be stopped? I want to join this group and that group, why should I be stopped? What is the need for me to worry about all these long, long bayans and all these long, long stories? Leave all these stories aside, enjoy life now. So, Shaitan makes us now think in that manner. Nafs incites us to think in that manner. So now what happens slowly? person starts getting involved in that, in this social group and that group, and getting involved in Allah forbid, what what sites people get caught up in. Now deeper and deeper into that issue, eventually that issue starts taking control of a person's life. Now the person somewhere down the line comes to their senses, but now they say that they are overcome by this. It's not overcome, we put ourselves into the fire, now we say we are getting burned. So what is going to be the way to come out of all this? So the one aspect that we discussed was Nabi Kareem said in naru bi The Jahannam has been ringed by these doors of shahawat And a person who indulges in these desires is opening out that door to Jahannam. Now the nafs the nafs that's its nature, it desires this evil. And the door of Jahannam is the evil. So now this just flows in that direction. Now a person just goes with the flow. Now this going with the flow is very dangerous. If that flow is going in the wrong place. So now the opposite is Jannat. Nabi kareem sallallahu sallam says, Huffatil Jannatu bil Makari Jannat has been ringed with the difficulty, difficult things, meaning what nafs finds difficult. In reality, it is not difficult. Nothing in deen is difficult. But, we make it difficult upon ourselves. We make it very difficult. A person who becomes lazy, for example, or the person has made himself or herself lazy. Now this is a a repeated complaint that comes up from time to time. Every now and again, there is a major drama in some home. Now, it doesn't mean that this is the only reason why these unfortunate situations come up. But this is often a situation. Some major dramas come up in homes. Young couples who are just married and now there is one big drama. So now, sometimes there is some major problems that the husband is causing major issues that he is responsible for, the way he is conducting himself, how he is uh, spending his time, what kind of manner he deals with his wife etc. Sometimes that's the problem, very major problem from the husband side. And in many many instances unfortunately, among the major problems that come, is that now the person got married, Now he was used to a certain system in his home where he he was grown up by his parents So now he saw a certain system Now for example now his mother every morning now would be seeing him off to go to school, to madrasa, whatever else And prepare his lunch and do this, do that And then when he comes back his mother is busy with this, busy with that And she's got everything ready and the home is clean and so many things are all done and then anything now somebody is sick, his mother is there sorting that person out and tending to that sick person so now this is what he saw his whole life now he's come, he's got married A lot of high hopes and aspirations he had now the problem comes but his wife is not ready to do anything she wants to sleep the whole time and apart from the time that she's sleeping she wants to be on social media and she wants to be doing this on the phone and that and she's talking to this person and that person and anything to do with any household work household chores so she says it's not my job and uh, i didn't have any interest in all this i am not but this is not my life so now she is not interested in any doing any chores just the very bare minimum and that bare minimum is half done and that half done too is done in a way that that too is a problem and very grudgingly and it's always a problem and a fuss over doing anything so now that laziness so now that, that girl now who got married and this has become her way now somebody sits down to try and explain to her that look, you can't carry on like this you need to do these things, basic things in life this is how a home runs the husband is primarily responsible for all the work outside and the woman is primarily responsible as a moral responsibility to take care of all the responsibilities indoors. This is the way Nabi Kareem wa apportioned the duties when Sayyida Fatima radiallahu ta'ala got married to was Ali radiallahu ta'ala So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa apportioned all the duties outside the house to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and all the duties indoors to the Queen of Jannat, his own daughter, Sayyidah Hazrat Fatima. So now that's the cue that he gave us, that that's how a home works in a proper manner, and that's how it functions smoothly. Then the husband too will be encouraged that you must compliment the efforts of the wife, and share that, help out to the extent you can, be a part of the household duties, from time to time in whatever you can, as Nabi Karim himself used to help out with these things so that he would be encouraged but now there is a understanding that who is going to be taking care of these primary things, who is going to be taking care of those things so now she is now explained that this is how it must you No, know, no, this is all very hard for me it is extremely hard she says, but your mother used to also do it too and she's still doing it that is my mother, I am not my mother but these are the kind of Answers you then get From people who don't want to do it From people who are not Interested in Doing what is Really what their role in life Should be How they should conduct themselves That's my mother, don't talk to me about my mother That's my grandmother My grandmother, she could do all that I'm not my grandmother So you're not your grandmother You're not your mother And who are you So who are you and what's your daughter going to follow? Your daughter is going to say that was my mother, what's going to happen to her? So now the whole system has gone completely upside down, completely corrupted because of all these indulgences in all these things and never ever got used to doing those chores from an early age, to be part of the household work to help out with day to day things. We felt not our need and the Mothers and parents also sometimes they keep the daughter away from all these things. No, no, she is very busy. She got a lot of homework to do. She got this to do. So don't I get her to do anything. So As a result now suddenly the time came for her to get married. And then they give her a crash cause in homemaking. And then she goes and she crashes the home. Because she did a crash cause. So now that was what she learned. A crash cause in homemaking. So she goes and crashes the home. Now this is unfortunately such a common problem in society nowadays and there is such a steep decline and such a fast drop from what was the norm and the standard of how the homes ran smoothly by and large. There were problems previously also but by and large things ran smoothly, people understood their responsibilities, how to make it work and within 10-15 years it has dropped in such a way Meaning the percentage has gone so high of this kind of situation which I have just described. Now this was something unplanned. It came on the spur of the moment from one thing being discussed to the other. But Allah Taala make it a means of khair for us to understand where we are heading and what we are doing and which direction society is going in. And we may not be able to change the whole direction of society, but if we want that peace in our lives, we want our hopes to work well, we'll need to put our thinking correct. And get ourselves in the right mode, and get ourselves accustomed to taking on these things. Now, when a person is accustomed to something, it's very easy. What's difficult about this? Then we say, not for, forget, very easy, such a enjoyable thing to maybe cook that meal or to get into that situation of making something, baking something. Now, those who enjoy, they see what a what an enjoyment it is. One person who his grandmother is now about almost eighty or something. And he says, she still does the cooking herself. She has all the, whatever, people to help her out. She is, mashallah, very wealthy, etc., everything. She got servants, but she'll do everything of that herself. She says, I enjoy doing it. She's enjoying it. At that age, people are there to help her out. People want to do it for her. She says, no, no, I'm enjoying it. And now there comes somebody young. She says, no, I can't do this. This is very difficult for me. Not my life. So if we don't take on what we are supposed to take on, then the easiest of things becomes very difficult. So, Deen, we were talking about Deen, nothing is difficult in Deen, we make it difficult. The time has passed, inshallah we will continue with this discussion with the topic of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq next week. May Allah Ta'ala grant us the taufiq of doing what He is pleased with, save us from everything that He is displeased with, and make us His true and obedient servants. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير وجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير انك عنا كل شيء قدير اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب.